0: The professional's choice hey what's up guys welcome back to the podcast we are gonna talk zoom lock on this podcast something I don't know anything about um, I'm pretty excited actually after this podcast I'm off for 10 days meaning that I'm I'm not gonna be strapping up the boots getting in the truck and going to work like um, physically like on a roof and in a boiler room and whatnot but don't worry I, I still got some some podcast content coming and some articles i'm writing and, and obviously the social media stuff will keep coming here and there but i'm gonna take some time and enjoy life with the family and the work the hvac and what all work the content i can do that in my jammies i can do that at like six in the morning or 10 at night or whatever <laughs> anyway so i'm gonna enjoy my time off i hope you guys do too if you have some time off I hope that you're not on call and if you are you don't get any calls and I hope you guys get to spend some time with your family over the holidays okay because that's what it's all about anyway we're going to talk to Emily Morello and Herb Shoup about the ZoomLock Max and some ZoomLock push fittings. I don't know anything about these products. I know I've got some push fittings in my van that I'm gonna experiment with. That is gonna be something I'm actually, I'm looking forward to that because I really wanna deep dive into into this sort of topic and niche and and figure all of this stuff out. Anyway, so Herb and Emily are coming up on this podcast. If you guys have never used ZoomLock before or never heard of it, you're gonna learn some stuff. If you have, and you're an expert at it, well, just sit back, relax, and just enjoy the conversation. Anyway, guys, let's get to this. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada, your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry, discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Emily and Herb, how are you guys doing?
1: Great. How are you?
0: I'm, well. I'm doing awesome. Herb, how are you? I'm great, Gary. Thanks for uh, having us on. We really appreciate it. No, no problem. Uh, today was cold. I don't know uh, what the temperature was like where you guys are, but today was one of the colder days we've had so far, I think this winter um minus seven degrees Celsius snow There's a bit of a a uh, little little bit a little bit of flurries uh wind and it was nippy outside so when I came home i uh, I always like to have a shower to warm up in the winter and and i uh, self admittedly i I made myself an espresso and i put i made the other half with with Bailey's i put some <laughs> there <Baileys you> go. <laughs> to warm, warm myself up yeah and then when I went a for my strategy. shower i <laughs> i was i realized I was out of um, Axe body wash I have to use my wife's cucumber body wash so I'm all I'm all ready to go smelling like cucumber
2: yeah I'm in Ohio we, we got about three inches today so it's the second Sweet. little snow we've had but it uh, wasn't uh, it'll be melted probably by tomorrow so Emily, I'm where are you in
1: Charlotte at? I'm in Charlotte North Carolina and we had a very cold rainy day it's going to get in the 30s tonight degrees Fahrenheit. So we might get a little snow, but I'm actually heading up to Ohio on Sunday. So I'll get to enjoy that snow when I go visit my family.
0: Nice. Awesome. Well, I mean, snow is enjoyable for a little bit and then it's like, yeah, like I want you gone. <laughs>
1: <Yep>. <laughs>
0: enjoy. It's enjoyable till like Christmas time. Then after that, it's just dreadful. Exactly. So we're going to talk about Zoom Lock and I think before we do that, maybe we should just get to know you guys a little bit. So uh, you guys are both with Parker Sporlin and Emily. You can go ahead first and tell us about yourself a little bit, and like, don't you don't have to spend too long, but just tell us, uh, kind of your your background within the industry and what you do for Parker Sporlin at the moment.
1: Sure. So I went to school at Ohio University. I'm actually from Ohio, and I studied mechanical engineering there. And then I decided to go the sales route, so I applied for a job at Parker Hannifin. And they um, selected me to join their technical sales program, and I was placed in the Sporlin division. So since then, that was in 2018, I've been working for Sporlin. And what that consisted of for me is doing an intensive training program for six months at their headquarters in Missouri. So I was doing a lot of tech support and learning troubleshooting, um, really trying to understand the HVAC and refrigeration cycle. And then I was in Tampa, Florida for six months doing some more training with my boss. And after that, I was placed in Atlanta. So that's when I first covered that territory for about a year. And my fiance and I decided that we wanted to move to Charlotte. And there was actually a position available, which was amazing. So I've been in Charlotte since February of 2020. 20. I was like, what year is it again? 2020. And, um, it's been great. So I am the territory manager of Charlotte, North Carolina, as well as, um, well, pretty much the Carolinas and then Northeast Georgia.
0: Nice. So the weather obviously in Charlotte is a little bit better than, than up here. So you guys have a longer cooling season, I would imagine. Uh, just because of the, the the geographic location, right? So, is your cooling season maybe start a little bit earlier than? Because we we start to get into cooling probably. Uh, we we do our startups around April, but sometimes we're doing cooling startups in the snow. It's wow. it's ridiculous. Yeah. So that that's it's very odd that it snows in April. But there's a picture of me on a roof in April. Like this is basically three weeks before our camping season, because we, we camp at a a trailer park, uh, all summer long. It's like three, three weeks before it opened. And there was like three, four inches of snow on the ground. And we're in, this is cooling startup season. So your, your cooling season in Charlotte must be what may like April may to maybe like octoberish is that yeah, yeah
1: exactly we actually had even in November some eighty degree weather, so it can be nice. up until the Novembers, and then there's usually just like one week that happens, and after that it's you know you don't get any sunshine, no, you get sunshine, but you don't get any of that nice, beautiful weather, um, but up until even November, we do have that really warm weather, which is awesome
0: mhm yeah, is a definite bonus. Herb, how, how about you? So, what what are you into, and and sort of how how did you get to to where you're at right now with um with am, am I say should I say Parker Sporlin or Par, Parker yeah. Hannafin? Because okay, no, I just wanna I just want to make sure because on on Facebook, um, when you, when you see the notifications come in, I'm pretty sure it says Parker Sporlin. Then Emily, you said Parker Hannafin, so I just want to make sure I'm saying it right.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of difficult. I mean, Parker Hannifin is the is the parent company, and uh, right. they are a very very large company. So there are 150 divisions, some something uh, something like that number uh, in, uh, within Parker. So right. Sporland is a division that Parker acquired, I think, back in the early 2000s. So gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, so I've been with Sporland a little over two years, about two and a half years. I can't. I came from the fluid connectors division within Parker uh, on the more pneumatic side. I was selling uh, compressed air components and systems uh, to the, you know, major industrial manufacturing sector. Um, and good segue into this is uh, ZoomLock was a big reason why I wanted to come over and work with Sporlin.
0: Mm-hmm. So with, with your background in fluid, how does that? relate to sort of now refrigerant? Is, it, is is there any relation there at all, or is it totally different?
2: Yeah, I, I think, you know, the fluid dynamics, you know, just, uh, you know, we're just, uh, it's, it's different, but, um, uh, I, I, you know, just coming from the fluid connector division and having some uh, background in fluid dynamics, it, it definitely helped, uh, gave me a, a kind of a step up in learning the refrigeration, the refrigeration cycle, which is a, a very complex cycle, so it's uh, still learning. It's like I said, it's a very, uh, very complex cycle, um, and a lot of things going on. Um, so it's it's never ending learning, which I which I really enjoy.
0: Cool. So, like before, we get into the discussion of the Zoom lock. For for me, uh, I've always been one to 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 want to figure things out but about four and a half years ago I started this this whole HVAC know-it-all project not a not not a know-it-all by the way just so you guys know I don't think that I am (laughs) it's just the name of the just the name of the podcast and the brand and stuff and basically it's loosely it's loosely based on people with opinions that get on and start start telling everybody how to do things and they're they're the real know it alls out there and, and those are those those are the funny the funny guys to to listen to and read the comments but I really started doing a deep dive into into this this trade about four and a half years ago just because when you when you get online you see all these opinions you see different tools you see different methods and I'm like I need to figure out and get into all of these and look at all of them and 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 really really um Deep dive into the industry and all and all facets of the industry. And there's some people out there that think that I have something against brazing just because I will look at a technique that's an alternative to brazing, and they think that I don't like brazing and enjoy it or, or whatever. But but here here's the thing. I've brazing is a skill that is learned and it takes time to master. Um, but there are there are things with brazing that become a bit annoying at times like and, and it's getting worse i think there, there's certain places i remember doing a uh this is going back years ago but nowadays i i find it it's it's becoming commonplace in a lot of you know in a lot of buildings especially in the commercial side of things we, we were brazing in a building that was made out of wood pretty much as an old downtown building it was a chocolate factory and the floors were made of wood everything and there was like a four-hour fire watch after you turned the torch off right so, and, and then a- acquiring the permit plus the firewatch, mm-hmm. if you want to braze one joint, you're there for a day, yeah. just for one joint, right? So, and, and I'm, I'm noticing this happening more and more uh, with, with firewatches. And, and, I, and I know there's some commercial buildings that don't even want you to, to light a torch. So, I, I think for me, this, this is just my guess, Zoom Lock was sort of developed out of a necessity to, 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 to solve a problem that people were seeing in the field. And and I really want to, and I don't know much about the zoom lock. As I told you guys, I really don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. I want you guys to teach me, um, and teach the audience if they don't know anything about it as well. So maybe we can start with where the zoom lock began and the thought process behind it. Who, which one of you guys want to tackle that?
2: Um, I'll go ahead. So, um, I I believe the whole um, uh, fitting, uh, crimp fitting, uh, mechanical fitting technology uh, arrived uh, with with ProPress, you know, 15, 20 years ago. So um, it came out with the mechanical fitting that was designed for low pressure water or plumbing applications um and over time it became you know just extremely popular uh it's been growing and growing that that industry that the mechanical fitting uh, uh obviously it's a lot of the, there are people that that in that love working with it enjoy working with it. Uh, you know it it um has a place um and then over time um because uh, you know we have to deal with higher pressures within the HVACR industry, uh, it took it took a while to develop a mechanical fitting uh, that would work uh, for HVACR piping. So you know, several years ago, uh, Zoomlock came out. I think there were a couple others, but uh, uh, we've you know, with with the help of uh, working with other companies. Uh, uh, they developed a high-pressure fitting that worked on on HVACR piping. So that's uh, that's the short.
0: That's the short. So, Emily, do you have any sort of anything to add to that as as to where the – because I kind of – I, kinda, I th- thought I heard you say like, uh-huh, or, or agreeing with me when I said that the Zoom lock was sort of thought and, and built out of necessity for for these issues that we're seeing with uh, fire watches and permits and, and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So when we look at um, our main clientele with Zoomlock, it's really those older buildings that you don't want to bring flames into, as you were saying, or those buildings that you'll have a lot of joints to brace. So there are two types of scenarios when Zoomlock is a huge, huge benefit. So the first would be obviously when you don't want flames. Um, and that can even be convenient when you live somewhere like north carolina when you live in georgia florida those really hot places so we're not only talking about safety but we're also talking about just convenience too we don't want to add extra heat if we don't need to also all of that equipment that you would lug around when it for brazing, so the nitrogen and the torches all of that it can get very heavy especially when you're dragging it onto a roof and into small spaces And then there's also the scenario of those large buildings that we see popping up everywhere. So the hotels, the schools, the large commercial buildings. And with that, there is an issue with the speed. And um, so if you are short on time, brazing thousands of thousands of fittings, especially when you already mentioned, brazing is something that it takes a lot of skill. It's very hard to learn. And it's if you're not, you know, if you don't, it's hard to tell sometimes if your braze is complete, if you're not an expert. So that is where Zoom Lock comes into hand. When you are in a time crunch, you can get these fittings installed very quickly, very safely, and you don't have to worry about them leaking because it's such a simple way to install.
0: So the for brazing, I, I know, makes an, an incredible joint because I've I've done thousands of them probably in my career but the the thing with with brazing like the other day I I changed a uh well I I could have changed the entire solenoid valve it was a little reach-in chamber and the the solenoid valve was causing an issue and and I tried to get one uh, but it was four weeks out so instead I got a uh, a rebuild kit for it and while I'm changing it, I take the cap off the, the old solenoid with the, the nut and I change the, the rebuild or the, the kit, the rebuild kit. I change the guts out and I didn't have to light a torch at all. And I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Just because I didn't have to worry about, because um, this is a tight cabinet. There's wires everywhere. There's insulation. It would have been a real pain in the butt to, to braise in this tight spot. So I was actually pretty happy. I didn't have to light a torch in this situation. The other the other places where I do not like to light a torch, and I've done this a lot, and it's in server rooms or an inside location where and, and server rooms for for those that don't know usually are built there's they're a sealed envelope. Mm-hmm. Um so you don't have any any outside um ambient air, humidity, temperature affecting the server room. So if you're brazing in there and there's a little bit of refrigerant that spits out or oil and you burn that, that that smell that chemical is in the air for a very long time. So if you're breathing that in the whole time, um, the people that are in that facility that need to come in and work are now breathing that in. And it's when you go home at the end of the day, after breathing that in, you don't feel well. Uh, We've all breathed in. Well, we haven't all breathed in phosgen phosgen gas, phosgen gas. But if if you burn refrigerant like R22 back in the day, you're brazing and, and you burn it, that gas it, it takes, it takes your, your lungs right out. I mean, these are the things that a lot of people don't consider when they, they defend brazing. Um, but, but like I said, it makes an incredible joint, but there's health risks involved with it. So those things I mentioned, um, working in a server room to use a fitting like a zoom lock, I think would be beneficial because you're not out in the open air, you don't have the ventilation and, you're you're not causing these chemical reactions with the torch and and the chemicals and the refrigerant or the oil and you're you're not creating uh small potential fires and and whatnot so um do you guys have anything to say on, on that aspect
2: yeah I mean that's you know it's extremely important that's uh i mean we we actually uh over the past couple of years, I mean, I, I've, I've seen a lot of ZoomLock used just in that particular application, I think for that, uh, for that reason. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of pluses, a lot of positives to, you know, to this technology. Um, um, so, uh, you know, like I, you know, Emily was saying, uh, brazing is an art, uh, it's, you've got to be skilled and, Uh, we're losing some of that skilled labor. So having um, this alternative uh, makes it it a little easier for some people when they're trying to bring on some help and uh, and get these jobs done.
0: Now, I have heard that using a zoom lock and the fittings that come with it, you also need to be skilled at that too, because if you don't do it correctly, then you're not... Just like if you don't do a braze joint correctly, you're going to have a leak. But if you don't apply... The methods correctly with with the tool and the fittings of a zoom lock you're also going to have a leak so there's also it's not just like a um, a monkey can do it you, you need some training and you need some some thought process too is am i right in that all right guys quick break i've been using the Subco vg64 otl micron gauge for a couple of months now and i'm really enjoying using it it's a very solid. Uh, micron gauge and here's the thing it's got two service ports on it and i see people using this gauge running it through their hoses it's not really meant to do that it's you're only supposed to connect one side the other side's more like for cleaning if we go back to the older manuals like the older style uh, micron gauge that subco had i had like the original one back in the day and in, the, in that manual it says that the other port is only for cleaning out all right it comes with a coupling So you can keep it upright away from the system. So system contaminants don't get in there and contaminate your micron gauge. It comes with that coupling, so use it. Don't run it through your your hoses, okay? Um, That's not what it's meant meant for. And it also has the TechLink app, okay, that you can use uh, Bluetooth it with your mobile device and you can see what's going on with your evacuation, like pull-down rate and all that kind of stuff. It's very, very cool. So that's from Sepco. Um, Testo, I've been banging this into your heads for a couple of months now. The Testo 300 Combustion Analyzer touchscreen, very, very cool tool, has a $100 rebate back to you if you purchase it from Testo before the 31st of December. It's a mail-in rebate thing, doesn't matter where you buy it, but you got to go on and prove your purchase to Testo online and you'll get your $100 gift card. Now, NAVAC pumps, battery-powered pump, fabulous. If you use it for, for small systems, it is truly a, um, a valuable tool because now you're not running a cord. I I pulled the gas out of a, a reach-in the other day. And after I pulled the gas out, I packed up my cord, my, my recovery machine bottle. Those were back in the truck, cleaned up, okay? Those are out of the way. And when I pulled the vacuum, it was the battery, boom, into the pump, three eight hose, pulled the vacuum, got my charge in right and it's so much easier to carry and it holds its own especially when you remove traders and use larger hoses okay that is a a true secret to any evacuation but when the pump has lower CFMs like a 4 CFM or a 2 CFM it's a very 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 important very very critical that you do that okay so check those pumps out by NAVAC especially if you work on smaller systems like anywhere up to like six seven tons Okay, it'll it'll be fabulous for you. Uh, yellow jacket. I pulled out my my Allen keys that it's been sitting in my front seat organizer, like the, the passenger seat. I got an organizer on the seat, and they've been sitting in there for months. And I pulled them out and I looked at them today, and I'm like, wow, like these things are 20 years old. My first ever set of Allen keys that I ever bought, and they're yellow jackets. There's a few missing because I've lost some, um, but the existing ones are still in great shape. And I started to think about all the times. I it, it just brought back memories and flashbacks looking at looking at these things, and, and I was thinking about all the memories that I've gone through in the trade, and and I, I was thinking about also how how I started in the trade, and Yellow Jacket was always the tools that I, I used. So, I put a post out on social media thanking Yellow Jacket for all the years that they've been with me, and helped me. Okay, so. I'm going to do that here on the podcast again. Thank you Yellow Jacket for being with me from day 1. Those Allen Keys brought back some crazy memories, some good ones and some bad ones. <laughs> We've all got bad ones. But thank you again Yellow Jacket for being with me from day 1.
1: Yes, you are right. And luckily since it is with Sporland, since um, Parker Sporland does, you know, sales in luck and we're the um, primary people for this. We are, we have 60 plus sales engineers that are out in the field that We are ready to talk to contractors to help them with whatever they need and really to train. So we have online trainings, but we also go out to sites. I mean, with COVID right now, we're doing a lot of virtual, but we are also trying to see as many people as we can local to our areas. And we are making sure that they have all the education that they need to get the fitting installed and making sure that they are successful with each crimp because even it even since it is so simple, sometimes with these really simple installation, um, practices, people can still kind of try to rush through it because it's so easy. They think it's super intuitive. Um, and that's when we are like, all right, let's take a step back, slow it down. There's only five steps. Let's make sure you do these five steps, right. And then, um, you can go on your way.
0: Cool. So I want to get into some more technical stuff. Um, using it and and some of the, the specs of, uh, of the tool and the fittings and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm on the, um, I'm looking at a PDF right now. And one of the points is three point press. So for those, those of us that, that don't know, um, it says three point, uh, three press points, one, each side of the bead and one press compressing the O ring. Um, so take us through like that. Maybe Herb, you can answer that if you, if you want, like what, what is the three point press?
2: so um the the company that that we work with to sell this product the you know the the main engineer and i believe the ceo of the company um he he was the engineer he patented and designed this three-point press and it's just very simply it's that uh we um um the, the jaws uh, are designed in a way that uh, it just makes a, a very solid, very tight crimp with this uh, with this patented design. So I, yeah, I don't know how else to describe it, uh, but the thing that we really like about the new ZoomLock Max is that if you look at the fitting and, and, and you look at the way you crimp it now, it is crimped the way that people that have been work, working with ProPress over the years – they, um, it, it, you're crimping right over the O-ring now with with the jaw. And before, uh, before with the other technology we were using, it, it wasn't like that. We were having some problems because people were used to crimping in a certain way because ProPress, that's the way they crimp. Now we have that. And so we're seeing a lot less user error out in the field because of the way that they're crimping, uh, the way this is designed. Um, and you know, the feedback is, is been, you know, great with the contractors, uh, out on the projects.
0: Mm-hmm. And right underneath that point, there's, um, it talks about the O-ring and there's a HNBR O-ring. So what is HNBR? It's I mean, hydrogenated
1: it's rubber. Um, hydrogenated so that is one of, rubber. did I say that correctly, Herb? I want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, that is actually one of Parker Hannafin's O-rings. We are one of the largest manufacturers of O-rings in the world. So this is a really amazing O-ring. It creates a great seal onto the copper pipe. And um, basically what happens is... The O-ring creates the seal on the pipe, and then the crimp is just to hold that seal in place with the higher operating pressures of refrigerant. So with that three-point press, we are crimping on the O-ring, and we don't want to flatten it out and ruin like ruin that seal, make it too engage, which is how it kind of was with the um, circumferential uh, point circumferential press that we had in the previous design that's why we couldn't crimp on the o-ring but now we're crimping on the o-ring to kind of make sure that it's engaged more without compromising that seal Um, and that is kind of how it goes into play.
0: Okay cool so hydrogenated Rubber. I didn't, I don't even know. I, I didn't even know that was a, it's basically,
2: it, it's basically a seal that is extremely compatible with refrigerant, you know, with, with all the refrigerants yeah. now with, with the exception of R22. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's why that seal is used.
0: So when you say with the exception of R22, what do you mean by that?
2: Well, R22, you know, I, you know, now it's, it's getting, um, you know, uh, phased out, but, uh, there's chlorine in R22, which would compromise the HNBR. So, um, uh, I think we're going to talk about the push, the zoom lock push fittings. We have a zoom lock push fitting that uh, will work on R22, but it's a different material that is compatible with R22. The HNBR is, is just, it, we, uh, just cause R22 is going away, um, we uh we designed a seal that uh, is compatible with all the uh, modern refrigerants.
0: Okay, um, makes sense. So the applications that I see here: refrigeration, air conditioning, heat pump, VRF, um, and VRV. So wh- where are you guys seeing you this the 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 Zoomlock fittings used the most? Like in your experience, where are the techs using these the most?
1: Really in those large VRF systems, because they get a lot of cost savings with the time savings they're used with ZoomLock. But I mean, I also have a lot of techs that want them for, for example, when I was covering Atlanta, there were a lot of historic buildings downtown, or schools when you can't have um, fire, you really don't want to let off a smoke detector in the middle of class. And those are really the main applications that we've been seeing them in.
0: Okay, and and I'm also noticing that uh, lubricants like we it looks like we're we're pretty much covered poe pao pve I haven't even heard of pao before um, I'll have to do some digging on that um, ab um, and and mo so it looks like we're covered on the the oils and it looks like we are covered on the types of, of copper so we got acrl k in soft and hard right correct.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's also interesting to point out too, we talked about how R22 is not compatible with the O-ring. However, if you remove R22 from a system, the oil that was used in that system will be fine. It's just the refrigerant specifically, but the oil will be fine with that O-ring.
0: Okay. Just as, as long as you get all the refrigerant out, right?
1: Yep, exactly.
0: Okay. So it's just the chlorine we're having an issue with really.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um. So. The, the The push lock herb you mentioned the push lock, so maybe we should we should talk about that as as well briefly here because you're saying that the push lock is compatible with r twenty two so what is different with with the the push lock fittings as opposed to the the zoom lock fittings
2: so um the the, the zoom lock push fittings are um well w- we have two different kinds we've got a, a you know one that once you put on you know it's on, you can't get it off, and then we have a removable, so we've got two different series um, and the one that is not removable, we call it the 410A optimized. Um, That particular fitting series is not compatible with R22, but the removable, uh, we put a different seal in, uh, or O-ring in the uh, removable style. uh, and, And the removable style is compatible with R22 along with the other list of, of other compatible refrigerants
0: okay so basically like just for example if if i have a leaking elbow or something on a on a system i can essentially cut that elbow out and just use a push fitting in its place is, is that sort of uh, an example of where i could use it
2: yeah so so you were talking about tight spaces or you know the 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 push style fittings where We're zoom lock max, uh, where the crimp style fittings right now, we go from quarter inch to inch and three eighths. We've got inch and five eighths and two and an eighth coming out. So we, we've got, you know, larger diameters we can work with on the zoom lock max zoom lock push. We're limited to sizes. We've got quarter inch to seven eighths and, you know, we kind of, it was kind of engineered or, or, you know, going after the residential, uh, mini split kind of guys, uh, are working in tight spots where, um, Uh, where, you know, some, some people don't, don't want to invest thousands of dollars in tooling and, uh, and the jaws on the crimp side. Uh, and this, this makes a very good alternative. So like I said, quarter inch to seven uh, and you can choose, you know, we've got just elbows, couplings and SAE flare to, to push, uh, in that, in that fitting series where with the ZoomLock Max, we've got, you know, the whole product offering from 45 to street elbows and, you know, everything else.
0: Hmm. So I I noticed that the the Zoom lock Max fittings are good up to seven hundred psi. So what about the the push lock? Is that similar or is that is that different?
1: That has the same uh, pressure rating, and we actually have burst ratings up to I believe it's four thousand for Zoomlock Max and thirty eight hundred for Zoom lock, um Push.
0: Okay. So, but the working pressure is seven hundred psi.
1: Yep, that's correct.
0: Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So the, the other thing I wanted to ask and compare is, so the, the vacuum pressure combat- compatibility is 200 microns. Now that's pretty good because I mean, most most people want to get to 500 or below. Some people try to get to um, maybe three or, or 250 or something like that. So, I mean, if we get a vacuum down to 250, we're, we're doing pretty good. So if... The 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 max and the the push lock is that similar as well with with as as far as we can go down in a vacuum.
2: That's correct. They're both uh, rated down to two hundred microns.
0: Okay. All right. So I mean, as as far as tooling up, like what do we we go go back to the zoom lock max for a minute? Like what do we need if if we're going to start a job? Um, let's say we're doing a big VRF job what do we need as far as, as as tools? Do we just need the the actual press tool and then just order the fittings we need? Or is it like, what, what is involved in, in starting a job if, if we're going to do it with a ZoomLock Max?
1: So the benefit of ZoomLock Max is we actually have three different jaw sizes. So if you have a ZoomLock 19 kilonewton tool, um, so our older model of ZoomLock, then that 19 kilonewton tool can, is compatible with a ZoomLock jaw. And the benefit now is that we also have ZoomLock max jaws that will fit on the standard plumbing tool. So those are 32 kilonewton. And then there's one in between, I believe it's 24 kilonewton. Um, So those are like the compact Milwaukee and there's a couple other ones, but we have charts that will help sizes sizing for this. So if you already have a rigid, a Rothenberger, standard plumbing tool you can buy jaws for that and each jaw kit comes with everything that you would need for installation so what this would look like is a tube cutter a deeper a a scotch bright pad to make sure you get the scratches off um, a sharpie to mark the depth a depth gauge and then of course the jaws so that is everything you would need and actually for zoom lock push it's the same setup as well
0: hmm you said kil- kil- kilonewton. What what, mm-hmm. what exactly is a kilonewton?
1: So this is the pressure that the tool will output to ma- engage the crimp. So for the larger size tools, you have those jaws that can get up to larger size fittings. Um, so it's basically just the pressure that will be uh, the output and making sure that these, jaw- these fittings will um, be engaged, they'll be secure, and we won't have any leaks.
0: Gotcha. I don't know if I've ever heard of a... A kilonewton before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Hold on. There was there was something here I, I wanted to. Yeah. Okay. So, key steps for for safety. So there's I guess there's there's uh, four diagrams here, and I guess this is to set up your your joint. So it's like ensure O ring is seated, mark tube depth, uh, check tube depth depth, mark completed joint. So so Herb, like, take us through those those steps if you will, on on maybe how to just set up a, a fitting and, and, and crimp it into place.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, we talked earlier, I kind of gave the history of, you know, of mechanical press fittings, but, um, and it being a good alternative, but, but, uh, as we talked about it, you know, there, there are, you have to know the steps. It's all about to, to prep with this product. Uh, it, you know, it's, um, if you follow the steps, you're going to have a really, really good experience with this product. So it's all about to prep uh, we really pushed you know, the, these steps, uh, to ensure that, uh, that you have a good seal, um, and a good connection. So basically you, you, you've got your piping, um, and l- 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 let's just talk hard piping or, or hard copper. Um, uh, just in- inspect the pipe. We want to make sure there's no scratches or, you know, some of the piping I've seen out there actually, uh. Has been, um, you know, micro uh, etched with, uh, you know, with serial numbers and stuff on there. So it's really, really important to inspect the pipe. Make sure you've got a good piece to work with. Use the tubing cutter. We don't want to use any other, uh, you know, hacksaw or anything else that could really uh, cause burrs to, be, you know, larger burrs and stuff to be on that pipe that would, um, uh, that might uh, compromise the seal, scratch it, or uh, um, uh, or cut it. So uh, after you use the tubing cutter, uh, we've, got the, um, uh, we've got the Scotch-Brite pad in the toolkit as well. You want to make sure you polish it up, you know, uh, sand it off, make sure there's no scratches. If you can feel a scratch with your fingernail, uh, you want to keep going and make sure you've got a really smooth piece of pipe to work with. Uh, after you do that, um, you want to deburr and chamfer the ends. Make sure there's no burrs. You want to inspect it with your finger there as well. Uh, Once you get to that point, we have a depth gauge uh, in the jaw kit uh, for each diameter. And we've got a Sharpie in there like um, uh, Emily uh, talked about. And you just want to mark the pipe uh, and make sure when you put the fitting on, uh, you've got it to that depth. Uh, and then once you get it there, uh, you simply crimp it. Uh, and with the new zoom lock max, we used to you used to have to use a crimp gauge for the fifth step. But uh, the way this uh, was designed that uh, if the jaw goes through a full cycle, if the tool goes through a full cycle, you've got a
0: um, a perfect joint. Cool. so I, I notice you have like some like a y connection too as I'm scrolling through the PDF is how, how how does that work?
1: Yeah. So those are pretty simple. You would just kind of slip them. You do the same prep that you normally would. And then, uh-huh. um, those are just extended ends. So you can just can use the zoom lock fittings to crimp directly on that and then crimp crimp onto the copper pipe. So of course the Y joint will be set and it will be prepped, but you're going to want to examine it anyways. Who knows what happens when you, it goes from taking it out of the package to going to install. So you would want to just kind of examine it, but really examining that copper pipe that you'd be installing it onto. And it's as simple as just pushing those fittings on after you do the prep and crimping.
0: Okay. So I guess my next question would be how, what powers this thing? Is it battery powered or do we need a power source of some sort?
2: Yeah. So, um, so the tools uh, Emily talked about, you know, uh, t- depending on the contractor, you know, depending on on uh whether they're doing plumbing or what tools they have, um um most of them are battery powered. There are some some ones that you plug in, but um uh for all the sizes we have on the Max, um Emily was talking about kilonewtons. So we, we've got three jaw sets for different tools out there. Like she said, you know, Milwaukee, rigid, Rothenberger, Klauka. These are some of the tools and there are others out there that some of the contractors might have that we, our jaws will fit. Um, but they are all ba- battery powered and they usually come with a couple batteries so that you can charge one while you're, while the other one is, is working and, uh, and go from there.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm seeing what you're saying about the, um, one of the examples here on on this, what I'm what I'm looking at, is the is the kind of the blue stamp of of what the copper is, um, mm-hmm. showing that could could cause an issue, um, uh-huh. and then you want to make sure it's it's you get all of that clean. So, I mean, yeah, it it, it looks like 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 I was saying earlier, it's not like um, a monkey is just going to start <laughs> taking over um, jobs or guys that can braise. It looks like there's there's more to it. And there's there's some technique involved, there's some thought process involved, and, and and you gotta really get prepped before you just go ahead and start using the tool, right?
2: Correct.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we actually have um, like zoom walk certifications. Once they uh, do the training online, they get a email certification or certificate. To them, and then they get like a free T-shirt or a free something as well for getting certified. So there's a little bit of incentive just to make sure that everyone's safe.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so the the training that's that's some uh, training online. That's some good stuff that we should talk about. So if somebody wants the online training, like where would they go to get that?
2: Um. So uh, you know, we zoomlock.com, and then of course we have zoomlockmax.com and zoomlockpush.com. Uh, and on on Zoomlock.com, um, everything's, uh, right there on the, on the, on the homepage, there's training videos and YouTube videos. There's all that there. Of course, uh, um, Emily was talking about, there's, there's a lot of us out in the field. So, um, you, you can use that video and in the age of COVID here, uh, that, 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 uh, it's a smart thing to do, but, uh, um we do like to get out obviously when we can and um uh and do hands-on uh, just to make sure uh, everyone is doing it correctly. Mm-hmm. And, and also I've seen
1: something I'm so, sorry.
0: Yeah, sorry, Emily, go on, go on.
1: There's also something um at the bottom of the website. So zoomlock.com, zoomlockmax.com, zoomlockpush.com, and it just says get trained up, and then that will take you to our parker.com slash chill skills. And this is where we have a lot of free trainings for wholesalers specialists, and then it says Zoomlock training. So this is where you would have like an, a little bit more in depth, and we are adding um, more trainings to that. So that's something that definitely check out if you want to get Zoomlock training, or I mean regular HVAC and refrigeration training as well.
0: Cool. So I know that you guys had in the past, you you had that that vehicle, the mobile like Zoomlock. Was it would it. I don't know, was it just like a demo sort of vehicle that drove around to the suppliers and, and, and demoed? Or was it training as well? But maybe you, not with COVID right now, that's going around. But what what exactly was involved with that vehicle, the mobile setup that was going around? Well,
2: that was our, our big push, you know, our big advertising push with uh, with Zoomlock when we came out with it uh, several years ago. So we uh, we invested a, a lot of money in that, uh, we, we called it the zoom lock road And we had two trucks that went, went around the country and, um, we, uh, we stopped, you know, at our wholesalers or contractors and we would bring them up and show them the product and do trainings on there. And it was designed as a, uh, you know, as a, uh, promotional, uh, to buy the, you know, to buy the product and the tools and to also, uh, train out in the field, uh, but now, uh, in interest, interesting enough, we have, uh, the virtual zoom lock road show, which we are launching. Um, and we're going to be able to, uh, to virtually, uh, uh, do the, the road show again, um, online. So, um, uh, we are getting ready to, to start that up as well as we
0: speak. Hmm. So I, I put out, a. It was maybe like a month ago or so. I put out a a, a meme, I think it was, and <laughs> sometimes I like to poke the bear a little bit to wake people up on on social media and get them talking and commenting. And sometimes it's not always the nicest comments, especially towards me. Uh, but I poked the bear a little bit about a month ago, and and I said it was something along the lines of brazing won't exist in 20 years. Now I I think brazing will exist, but it won't exist like it does today. I I really do think that um, manufacturers are going to find a way to prevent um, brazed joints. I I just, I just have that vision in my head because you can already see it happening now. Right. And and all these products that are coming out like the zoom lock are only going to get better, over time and they're, uh, maybe in 10 years from now, won't be 700 PSI. It'll be 1400 PSI. I just think that the products will just keep getting better. Um, and because of more and more buildings, not wanting, um, torches lit, um, more and more projects specced to not have a pro a torch lit. I just see over the course of time that the, the scale is going to tip in, in favor of the non-brazing tool. I I just, I have a vision in my head. Do you guys have any insider information on that that you can maybe relay? Emily, what do you think?
1: Yeah. So the way that we look at it is Zoomlock is the new technology of the industry. HVAC and refrigeration has been an industry that's kind of been slow to change for many years. I mean, we're, the thermostatic expansion valve is is how Sporland started. And it's a pretty Similar designs still today as we have um, after however many years, since the 1930s. And yeah, we have electronic valves, of course, but it's the basic design still. But I mean, things like electronics and then things like press fittings, things like push fittings, those are not only going to help us with safety, but they're going to also just help us with time. I mean, time is one of the greatest gifts you can have, and that's time is money. So that is going to save you so much time, money, You can get more jobs done quicker. You'll, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, did that bra is that going a leak? You can crimp your fittings and then be on with your day and have some, a peace of mind knowing that you don't have to go back to your job. So the way we look at it is, yeah, I mean, this is the new technology and it's just like, kind of like cell phones. I mean, everyone at first was kind of hesitant to get cell phones and now everyone has cell phones. Now it's like, which which one do you have? Um, But brazing, it's, it's still going to play its part in some way or form, but we're thinking of ZoomLock as, you know, use ZoomLock most of the time and uh, use push if you can't get your tool inside a tight place. And if you do have a certain application where brazing would be better for whatever reason, then sure, go ahead and use it. But if you're looking at the bigger picture, then the press fittings and the push fittings are the way to go.
0: I'll I'll give you another prediction I have just because you mentioned TX valves and you might not like the answer or my prediction, um, so you can write those hateful comments on social media <laughs> if, too if you want. But I don't think that mechanical TX valves will be around in 20 years um, the way they are now either. I think everything's going to be electronic, uh, just, yeah. just 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 the way of the industry. Everything's moving to a more technology. Whether whether you agree with it or not. And I always say this, whether if a new tool comes out, whether you agree with it or not, it's there, people are going to use it, more people are going to see it, more people are going to start to be interested and curious about it. And then they'll try it. And they'll be like, Yeah, I like it. So it'll it'll have the snowball effect. And whether you like it or not, it's coming. So I always say, don't dismiss it, learn it, if you have the opportunity, if, if somebody puts like an an old school tech that will never give up brazing and that's fine. You don't want to give up brazing ever. That's, that's, that's your prerogative. But if somebody puts a tool like a zoom lock in front of you and says, I'm going to teach you how to use this. Don't, don't say no, because one day um, you might walk onto a job where they say, yeah, you can't bring those torches on here. Learn how to use it. It's the same with, with, with everything, the same with any technique that's in the industry, any tool that's in the industry, any type of equipment, um, who, whoever thought that twenty years ago that we'd be installing, taking out basically unitary systems, and putting in ductless systems that have no ductwork and have no forced air? Nobody would have predicted that. Now it's like they're they're going in everywhere. So I mean, things change, and I think you got to be a sort type of visionary to to see those changes and to start adapting. Is is just my thought on it.
2: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the way the market is going. I mean, we we certainly see uh, the market moving in that direction. I, you know, I I, I don't have a crystal ball, but uh, you never know. But I, yeah, it seems the market is moving more towards that. Uh, um, you know, the electronic or the electric um, and technology in general. So yeah,
0: yeah, it just makes us techs out there. Um, we're gonna have to be we're gonna have to know mechanical stuff but we're also gonna have to know electronic stuff and circuitry and and stuff like that you almost have to know electronic you have to be taught electronics now as a technician coming through which i don't think that's a bad thing because it just gives you more education and more opportunity when you know more stuff or or more about what's what's happening around you anyway so i mean we we've covered quite quite a bit here so if you guys want to throw anything in um to, to end this off be my guest
1: I would just say definitely check out ZoomLock.com, ZoomLockMax.com, ZoomLockPush.com. We have amazing literature out there. And also, if you go to sporland.com, we have tons of literature on all of our products. So I know we talked about thermostatic TXVs. I was saying thermostatic expansion valve. It's the same thing. So if you hear me kind of talk about both, it's just the longer version. Um, we talked about electric valves a bit. We have tons of literature on all of those products. And I know we mostly talked about the press and push fittings. So definitely contact your local Sporland sales engineer, um, look at the YouTube videos and yeah, anything else,
0: Herb?
2: No, uh, I think uh, you said it very well. Uh, just Gary, thanks for having us on again. We really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. And, and thank you guys for teaching me uh, because like I said, I'm very interested in diving deep into any subject that pertains to this trade and, and learning about it so I can pass – the info on to, to, to others, and so I can. Try to retain that. It's it's very hard for me to retain knowledge these days. So half of what you said, I'll probably forget in ten minutes, and I'll just have to listen to it tomorrow <laughs> as I drive in into work to retain that knowledge. But I mean, that that's just what happens with age. You you you, you gain some information, and the other information flies out the window. Um, but and that's but also you guys. the
1: beauty with technology. We don't have to retain it all because it's right at the axis of our fingertips.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 true, Emily, and that's what I say to to, to people is, is people in this industry or the, the young techs that, that, um, message me and ask me questions. I I say to them, sometimes you don't need to know everything, but you need to have a fundamental knowledge or basic knowledge of what you're doing and then have a, have a button, have a button that you can press that will get you that information. Like if, if you know that you're going to be working on a VRF system, and you know the basic principles of how it works. You don't need to know every in and out of that system, but you need to know where to get that information when you need it to, to exactly. reference it. So you need to know where to where to get that info. Um, and then when you read it, um, it'll spark spark a light bulb and go, "Oh yeah, it's just like me." If if I don't work on a piece of equipment for six months and I walk back up to it, I have to retrain my mind on it again because I haven't seen it for so long. But I I have the basics and the fundamentals, but I just got to re spark my brain or turn that light bulb back on as to the specifics, but I know where to find that info. I just go to that website or, or that PDF or whatever, and go read this paragraph and now I'm back in the game. So you just need to have that help button handy and know where to get the info is, is, is what I think. Mm
1: -hmm. Definitely.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, It was good talking to you. I learned a lot and I hope uh, the audience has, has learned some stuff too.
1: Thank you yeah, so stay
0: much. Safe, stay warm. Oh, I, I, I will definitely try to stay warm, but <laughs> up here, yeah, that's that's not always the case. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how Add some more brandy to your
1: before. coffee and then you'll be good or whatever it was Bailey's.
0: <laughs> yeah, Bailey's and in, in, in a hot shower with cucumber body wash. That's that's my go <laughs> to. There <go-to>. you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys, you have a great night. All right, Gary, take you care. Too. Okay, bye. bye. All right, so we need to know has curiosity got you now after listening to that have you thought about brazing alternatives at all during that podcast and putting down a torch at all if not that's fine I'm just posing the question because these things are coming in every single avenue of the industry there's new advancements they're coming and we can't dismiss them so we have to talk about them we got to learn about them or we're just going to be left in the, in the dust by those that do. So it's very important that we we, we touch we touch up, we brush up and, and we learn about these things and, and even get a chance to, to use them if we can. Like I was mentioning during the podcast. Don't ever say, nah, I'm not gonna use it because I'm doing it this way and this way's the best because I've always done it this way. Don't don't have that attitude. It's it's not it's not really the the, the way I, I, I don't think that we should roll. I think we should take the opportunity to try anything that is put in front of us, right? Because it's just gonna advance us a little bit. It might spark some it might spark some some invigoration or reinvigorate. If those are words. Re reinvigorate your your love for the trade. Cause it, it does for me. Anytime a new product comes around, it reinvigorates my love for the trade because there's something new to play with or or to look into or learn about. Anyway, guys, enough of me rambling on. I hope you enjoy your Christmas. I hope you have a happy new year coming up. I'll talk to you before then, but guys, enjoy. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.